Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. Big welcome to Sarah. Sarah runs uh, Goldie's Academy and does uh, pet grooming, so dogs and cats, and uh, also is a, an iPet uh, trainer, aren't you? You're an iPet yes. college or school. Yeah. Is that right? Yep, iPet provider. iPet provider, there you go, the right terminology. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I, I got in touch with you because there were some comments, wasn't there, around cat grooming, and um, yeah. I think you said that you were I, I i knew that there was a new ipet um cat grooming course coming out or was was out and um i'd sort of been looking at it because uh, we do cat grooming ourselves in our own salon and um cat grooming i believe is a really really good add-on to your business and um yeah. can make you it can be very profitable or mm-hmm. be difficult <laughs> um and um i'm helping uh um a cat groomer at the moment with her business so it was quite interesting talking to her about the um cat grooming aspects and side of things and um obviously there's been loads about dog grooming loads of courses around dog grooming so it's about right about time that cat's got a bit of a limelight isn't it so yeah um, that's why i wanted to speak to you we're going to learn all about the ipet cat grooming course at some point but first of all um Welcome, and perhaps you can just let us know a little bit about yourself and how you got into pet grooming and stuff like that. Yep, well, I started um, grooming about 15 years ago. Um, started out as a veterinary nurse, and I worked on a Saturday when I was 15 years old at Vets. Um, left school at 16, and they took me on as an on-place trainee. Um, so I trained while I was working at the Vets. Um, stayed there for about a year and then decided on a career change and went into business administration. Um, So I did that for a few years and I worked in a private school for girls and then had a few children and thought, I want to get back into the animals. So I trained while my youngest was at home with me. Um, And then as soon as he started school, I started grooming. But just before he started school, I did loads of voluntary work at um, a local animal sanctuary And I did my microchipping course as well. And I did loads of um, like charitable work. And I was in all the papers um, and I was everywhere. Wherever you looked, you could see my business name. And it worked wonders for me. And then working at the animal sanctuary, when they rehomed the pets, the dogs and the cats there, they would always give out my business card. So from day one, when I first started grooming, it just took off straight away. So I was really lucky. Yeah, and um, you say you went and had a few children. How many How many children have you got? I've got four of my own, and then my partner's got a son as well, so we've got five boys between us. <laughs> yeah, you certainly got your hands full there, haven't you? Small and, army, yeah. I was, we were talking about this just before we went live, wasn't there? Because there was a, um, a question in the group um, during the week about a lady who was looking to obviously planning to have a family and, yeah. and was concerned about how to get grooming to fit around that or fit around that with grooming how did you find it when you were having your children um it was all right on the first three and then on my fourth one which i had quite late it was quite a shock because there's like a 20 odd age 20 
Where's she gone? Hold on. This is just not my day. <laughs> One second. Talk amongst yourselves. Don't work with um, people, animals, Facebook, StreamYard, Zoom, um, anything else like that. And uh, tell me if it's Friday the 13th because it's, it's been really difficult today. <laughs> we'll try and get Sarah back and see if she can rejoin it. Uh, if not, we'll have to do it another day. But uh, anyway, hands up who's going to be doing cat grooming after just hearing what Sarah said. <laughs> Your cat's put you off already. Are they all are they evil? <laughs> Sarah's back. Back. <laughs> hey. Right, so there's a 20-odd year age gap between my first and my final child. So I had him when I was 42. Um and before I found out I was pregnant, I was working five days a week, full time. And I dropped to three days a week because I thought being pregnant, I don't want to overexert myself. Um, but in those three days, I crammed in as many dogs as I could. So I was probably working harder than what I was in the five days. Um, and I finished working when I was about 38 weeks pregnant. Oh, dear. Stand by, everyone. This is uh, this certainly isn't my day. We'll give it one more go, and then uh, if it doesn't work, then we'll call it a day and try and do it another day for you when maybe Zoom's better or um, StreamYard decides to work. So basically, uh, Emma, my wife, uh, offers cat grooming, and we've always um, done cat grooming. She she learnt uh, how to do it in the vets, really, um, getting the, the the cats sedated or um, whilst having all their mats shaved out. But there is more to it, obviously, than just shaving them off. Um, we could if Sarah doesn't come back. I might pick on um, someone else and see if they they'll join me, Isabel. <laughs> but it'd be nice to uh, to learn about the the cat grooming course. Summer wild, you definitely it definitely helps with cats. Um, if there's more than one of you definitely helps if there's more than one of you and sometimes you only get one chance with a cat and uh if you lose the cat whilst you're having that chance then you just need to say sorry we can't do it and um take it back to the owner but some cats you know and um something that i'm discussing with my client is we do all these um puppy packages and it's something that we'll be having a team meeting about 
we're doing these puppy packages and um should we be doing like a kitten package for like the main coons and stuff right sarah's back so we're going to give it um i've gone on my laptop now so it might be a bit <laughs> there you go you're back <laughs> all right can you hear me all right yeah we can okay do you want to carry on with what you're saying or <laughs> yeah. i was just saying you know um Sometimes you get one chance with a cat, and that's it. And yeah. if you if you lose it, um, you just have to give it back and say we tried. <laughs> yeah. So um, you obviously had your children, but you 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 decided to take the leap, didn't you? I think you were working for another groomers, was that right? And then yeah, I ran, ran my own business within someone else's salon. Um, so I had two salons previously when I had the other children, and then went in with my friend. Um, and ran my business there and then I left there and just before Covid hit I decided that I'd open my own salon again and about a week before Covid hit I signed my lease. Oh wow and how did you feel about that as you were? It didn't being... bother me because I knew, I knew I could make it work here um, yeah. everyone else was saying what are you doing you know you're silly signing a lease now because you don't know what's going to happen in the future but I was adamant to do it so I did it excellent that's a really good mindset isn't it and it's good that you uh sort of refuse to listen to other people and I was talking to someone today and it's like um if if someone's given me advice I'm like well do you do that do you do that yourself um and you know and if your friends and family obviously aren't in business then sometimes they give you that advice but actually you want to listen to people that do that don't you that that run a run a business and have leases and charge VAT and stuff like that so so your 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 business now is quite young really isn't it March yeah I've been been open a year now Hmm. So it's just been from day one, the day I opened the doors, I've been booked solid. Um, but I think COVID helped me because when I opened, everybody needed a groomer. So yeah. I gained quite a few new customers. So it worked in my favour, really. Yeah. And do you work on your own or do you have staff? Or I'm on my own and I, it's on two floors. So my husband or my partner's upstairs. He runs right. a shop because I've got like a boutique upstairs. So he does that and he sees customers in and then I'm downstairs. Working hard. Working hard. Yeah. <laughs> about any like a bath or a prepper or anything like that or no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just use your students. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So um so you've opened your school and you've opened your, your salon. You've mm-hmm. you've taken it forward and done really well by the sounds of it. What what um sort of helps made you decide to open a school with it or an academy? Um well I've always wanted to teach cat grooming. Uh, mm only because it's quite a dangerous activity and there's quite a few groomers who do it who don't really understand cats and they think they can go in and groom a cat and not only can they cause injury to the cats but also to themselves. Um, It's totally different to dog grooming. Mm. And I really wanted a regulated certificate and I couldn't find one anywhere. Um, So I trained, I did a syllabus with um, the National Cat Grooms Institute in America. Right. But, Did you go out there or was it online? No, because no, that was during COVID as well. Um, <laughs> right. But I've done the syllabus, but to do the practical, you've got to go over there and do the practical. But it's a really good syllabus. Mm. It taught me quite a lot, um, opened my eyes to a few things. And then I just did a few courses online um, with Sophie Bell. Right. From Animal Love First Aid. She's really good. Um, 
and yeah, just went went on and thought there's nothing out there and we need a regulated certificate. So I thought I would start writing one myself, do a course myself. And then just as I started doing it, IPEP brought out their certificate and I thought, ideal, I'll do that one. It's done for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they've they've saved you all that work and uh, they've gone for it, haven't they? So um, what would you, what would you, so if you've, if you're talking to a groomer, so there's groomers in watching this now um, that do obviously do dogs or they're setting up their grooming businesses at the moment. Um, what would you say to them if they, they said, right, Sarah, I'm thinking about doing cat grooming. What advice can you give me? And what is what are the differences between grooming a dog and grooming a cat? Right. OK, so cat grooming is massive. Um, there are an estimated 11 million pet cats in the UK whereas there's 9 million dogs. So it's about 25% of the population own a cat in the UK, so that's a quarter of the population. So there is a massive need for it. Um, Most people go to the vets, and they want to try and avoid that massive cost that the vets charge with the sedatives and the anaesthetics. Um, So they try other options, and cat groomers are the cheaper option head mm. to vets um, and probably are more experienced than the vets for cat grooming if you do it correctly um, there are risks concerned you've got to look at the overall health of the cat make sure there's no, no heart murmurs you've got to do a full health check on the cat and the customers have got to be honest with you get them to sign a declaration to say they're aware that their cat's got certain conditions um and there are some conditions where it is really risky to groom a cat because their stress levels can go from normal to so high in seconds mm. so you've got to try and groom as quickly and as safely as you can yeah and what sort of um what issues do you see with cats? Like, obviously, we we've we've got the classic sort of matted dog syndrome in this country, where yeah. we see a lot of matted dogs, and um, we see a lot of uh, probably borderline neglect cases at times. Yeah. Um, what sort of issues do you get faced with when it comes to cat grooming? Well, things with cats, um, customers wait until they are like welfare cases. A lot of them, so it's trying to sort of adjust their mindset to get them to come in on a regular schedule so like six to eight weeks and once you've done that you've cracked it because you could get a cat done in like 20 minutes easily mm. whereas the more matted cases they're more tricky um the handling's got to be totally different um, they're going to be more stressed um there's more risk of injury to the cat and to yourself um so yeah but if you can get them on a regular regular schedule then it's a win-win <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And we've got one one particular one that springs to mind that comes in every four weeks. Um, yeah. Regularly is clockwork. Um, they have their groom. And it's not like um, a quick brush through. You know, every time there is hair that will come out of it. And, you know, that hair is sometimes on the verge of being matted itself. And then um, so we've got her on a direct debit. She pays us monthly. She comes in every four weeks. We're now um, – Emma's an SQP, so she can sell um, Frontline or, or um, yeah. stuff like that. So she's now buying Frontline from us. So the cat is getting, like, the top quality sort of care, isn't it? And um, you, well, when they come in regularly, they are much happier and easier to groom mm. if they're mattered. I've had one today ring me up, and um, she came in about three months ago 
and I just couldn't do a cat. It was so matted to the skin and it was really feisty and it's so stressed. And I said to her, you need to go to the vets and get it anaesthetized because of the stress levels. And she phoned me back today and said, the vets won't do it and it's got 10 times worse. Can I come in and hold it for you while you shave it? And I said, no, (laughs) bring your vets back because I can't. It was so stressed when it came in and I hadn't even touched it. I just examined it, did the health check on it and it was panting and it was quite underweight and it was absolutely solid. And I thought, I can't risk it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't often see, yeah, you don't often see a cat panting, do you? That's a a big sort of... uh, They they don't pant because they're overheated. They pant because their heart's working so hard. Yeah. They've got to try and get the blood pumping around their body. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, what other sort of danger signs or warning signs do you need to look for when it comes to to the cats and their sort of stress levels? Panting, um, heart rate. Normally when they come in, I normally monitor their heart rate. When they come in, I give them a break for 10 minutes in a, a crate. Then I'll take their heart rate and then I'll monitor that throughout the groom. So if it suddenly increases, I'll stop the groom. Mm. Or if they pant, um, salivate. Yeah, Yeah, got a dribbling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You've got to constantly monitor, whereas a dog, they they sort of tell you it's easy to pick up on their signs, but cats are quite hard to read. Mm. Same as when they arrive at the groomers, you can't tell what that cat's going to be like. You can't tell if it's going to attack you or whether it's going to be compliant. But you can see in the box if they hide under the covers or if they're at the front of the crate or there's ways of seeing how they're going to behave. So there's also, you know, we talk about the cat, but actually um, before you even see the cat, there's probably things that you need to do within your um, salon or your your area of work, isn't there? So um, straight away, um, maybe um, grills on the the windows. You know, these cats are escape artists. So what, what would you recommend if someone was, again, you know, they're doing their dog grooming and they want to branch out into cats and obviously learn how to groom cats, what would you recommend for their actual cat area that they're going to be doing the grooming in? Is there still- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't groom a cat with a dog in the, the room. Mm. So I have a cat-only day, which is a Monday. Um, mm-hmm. So the cats are all in together. Well, they're not all in together, but they come in on the same day um, with no dogs to upset them and stress them out um i make sure everything's to hand so i've got a drawer next to me with all my bits and bobs all my grooming kit there um and i've always got a towel next to me ready just in case what do you do with the towel um you can wrap them in it but you could just put it over their head if they absolutely flip um but yeah there's lots of different methods there's lots of restraints and things you can use but in the UK, there isn't a lot available that you can purchase. Mm. You've got the air muzzles. Um, you've got the Elizabethan cones. Towel's really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is now. Yeah, there's sprays you can use, but they don't really work. Yeah, you can get like um, oh, Fellaway, is it? Fellaway yeah. adapters you can plug in. Um, I know um, Isabel, she um, is a cat groomer and she uses like catnip for some cats yeah. and just to calm them down while she's yeah. doing it. Um, and toys, I suppose. But you don't want them to be too active, do you? Because obviously you need yeah. to get to get on with your job. But Sometimes definitely it's, harder be- groom, it's harder to groom a cat that's over-friendly because they're in your yeah. face all the time and brushing against you and, yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. But there's definitely like um, think security when it comes to cats. Yeah. You know, dogs are quite easy to catch and uh, you'll probably get hold of a dog unless it's like my dog, that Chip, that gets out the door and runs down the park. But um, cats are just like mega escape artists. So it is literally like grills on your windows, mm-hmm. shut all the windows, lock. So we have a, a separate room. Um, we used to have one with a lock on it so people couldn't just sort of come in and let the cat out sort of thing. Um getting customers to bring the cats in in boxes yeah that is like um touch wood so far but that is a one mega rule for us is like come in without boxes they just carry them in from the car yeah i know (laughs) well they say oh they've escaped in the car can you come out and get it right Yeah, it's just these but things. Never use restraints like nooses or anything on their necks. That's a no-no. no no. No, and, and we, um, you've just paused there, but we can still hear you. So there's yeah. things to consider before you even, um, you know, even look at the cat grooming course. Is your is your setup ready for it? You know, do you have that separate room, or do you have the secure windows? The the Sorry. security. Can you hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Do you have the security in the, in the different room or the ability to have a different day and stuff like that? Yeah. That's probably the first thing to think of, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And what definitely about – <laughs> sorry? Definitely no dogs in the room. Yeah, yeah. And obviously um, your customers aren't going to like that either. If they yeah. drop their, um, their nice cat off and there's a dog in there, they're going to worry about – Yeah. You know, our dogs and cats get on well, but yeah. people are always going to have that worry, aren't they? Yeah. And it causes the stress. So what sort of um, – we mentioned some of the safety equipment. What diff- So cat grooming is different to dog grooming. So do you use different um, scissors, clippers, different equipment to help you? Um, clippers, I just use a 10 blade normally if they're shaved off. Um, all the attachments, the comb attachments, if they want a longer trim. Um, just trying to think. Different combs I use. I use um, a carding comb, which is um, from Chris Christensen. Mm-hmm. That's how I say it. Um, which is a tiny little comb, and it just teases all the dead undercoat out. So, yeah. Yeah. And um... try and use the quietest clippers you can find. Um, which ones do I use? I use the Artero ones. Mm-hmm. They're quite good. The Spectra. And do you find um, the the cat's skin is completely different to a dog's skin? Because it's, it's not attached to muscle, so it's like chicken skin. When you get a chicken leg, and the chicken <laughs> the skin moves around on it, and you can pull it, and it's not attached. So if you catch if it creases and you catch it, it will just ping open. So you've got to really learn your handling techniques and how to best clip them. Mm. And obviously you're on your own. So how do you how do you handle your the cats? How do you do you get taught this sort of stuff? Yep, I'll be teaching all that. Um, different handling methods. I normally use my lap quite a bit. Mm. Um, they, they seem to be easier on your lap. They relax a lot more than on a table. Um, you've got to use a little bit of restraint, but you've got to use it in the right way. Um, like scruffing, a lot of people won't scruff a cat. Mm. It can stress them out, but you know, that's the last resort. If a cat's flying at your face, then you will. If that's the last thing you've got to do, you, you will scruff it to try and protect yourself. Um, but I, I don't get very many like that. <laughs> but all my cats are bathed as well. So 
Yeah, all right. So, okay, let's go into cat bathing as well, because that might be completely alien for some customers and also some people in this group. We we do do cat bathing, but go on. What I do find you... it, quite, it does calm them down, but I don't use a shower on them because it's the it's not the water they don't like. They're quite relaxed in the water. Mm-hmm. It's the actual noise of the shower. So what I use is a tank, like a big stainless steel bath. Mm-hmm. I fill it up, pop them in there. Um, with no restraints on them. And I've taken the shower head off a hose, so it's just like a flow of water, so there's no hissing noise, and it seems to work brilliantly. And then they're just wrapped afterwards, after they're washed, and then I just blow-dry them like I would do a dog. Do you you use blasters or just the normal head? I do do use a blaster. If they're they're really compliant, then I use a blaster on them, but I put a hoodie on them so they can't hear it. Yeah. Yeah, and what sort of shampoo, same shampoos as dog grooming, or, or do they no, need a you've different? Got to, you've got to be careful with the um, essential oils, which a lot of grooming champ, dog grooming shampoos have got in them. So you've got to be really careful. Um, you want a really good degreaser. I use the Chubbs bars from America. Right. So I use those. Um, yeah, they work. And would your would your customers say to you, is it like a condition that all cats that come into you, you you will bath them, whatever, or do you? I do, tell them, I do tell them. I do say to my customers, it's including a bath, and they say, "You bath my cat," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> it makes the room so much easier, and the the coat afterwards is amazing. Yeah. It, if you try and groom a dirty cat with a dirty coat, try and get the mats out. I just put them straight in the bath. As soon as they come in, they're in the bath, unless they're totally pelted. Um, yeah. And they need a lion cut. But normally, if there's a few mats and tangles, I'll put them in the bath and then they just glide out when you dry them and brush them out. And, and then do you, inside, they like it. And do you, uh, do they get a little scented spray at the end of it or anything like no, that? I don't, I don't spray mine, yeah, just yeah. in case, just to be on the safe side. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't go out there and say, oh, I'm now stink like everything in the neighborhood. I want to go, and go back out there into my territory and uh, yeah. I don't like this smell. So, um, the lion clip. Let's talk about the lion clip. Right. Do you get do you get lion clip haters? Because we do. <laughs> no, no, no. Normally they they come in and ask for it. So that's it. They come in. The, the customers come in and ask for it. So a lion clip for people that don't know is you, it basically looks like a lion, isn't it? A very short body, um, sort of longer on the legs, longer around the face, and a nice like fluffy a tail. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like a lollipop. <laughs> yeah, and we we obviously get. Um, we get customers ask us for it. We, we put the images on social media and talk about a line clip. And yeah. we get some real sort of haters, some real sort of uh, line clip haters. It's it's funny, isn't it? You will get like some of the activists that don't like it because they think it's done for aesthetic purposes. And sometimes it's, it is for welfare reasons. It's the only thing mm. you can do. Um, yeah. But all, my, all mine have a sanitary trim. They have a tummy trim. They like shave up on the tummy just to keep on top of it. And then a few have yeah. a lion. A few of them have a lion trim in the summer. If they if they can't be bothered to brush their cats, they'll just say shave it off, and it will grow back by the winter. But yeah. then with that, you've got to be careful of the sun because sunburn and overheating. So a lion clip. What blade is a lion clip? That's like a ten blade, isn't it? I it's do it on really- ten ten reverse. Yeah, so it's really, really short, isn't it? But they do look, I actually think they do look really nice. And yeah, like peaches afterwards, I love you. <laughs> and the thing about, you know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Even with the lion trim, I still wash them afterwards. 
Right. Okay, cool. And the sanitary trim, obviously, um, we get cats in with like, and this is the sad thing about people leaving cats as long as they do. And this is how you can make um, a difference within with cats' lives and stuff is yeah. you get some cats come in and they can't reach their trousers and their bottom and they get really sort of dirty around the back, back yeah. end, don't they? And we know that cats don't like that. Cats like to be clean, don't they? And they like to yeah. be um, washing themselves and cleaning themselves so um that sort of hygiene trim is that that's what that's about isn't it getting rid of all yeah. the, the hair and the dirty hair around the bum yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and, then and um, have, a few of them traips through the cat litter tray with hairy feet and then yeah. all around the house so i do like little foot trims as well yeah get rid of all the hairs and do you do you do nail trims so do you trim all the cat's nails before on every groom or that's is that the first thing i do is their claws yeah <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk uh, safety equipment so we you you touched on it earlier about the um, air muzzle and that's something that we use it we call it the cat ball um so for those that don't know it is literally a, an open ball uh, it's like a ball isn't it yeah, like a hamster, yeah, a hamster ball, but the cat can look out and it can bite and it can, you know, meow and growl and hiss. And yeah. I think it can sometimes bite <laughs> bite the plastic sometimes, yeah. kind of a bit big, but it basically fits around their head. So you can groom them and they can't bite you, basically, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it's there yeah. for. They're really good. And what was the other one? Did you say it's just a normal, is it like a normal it's cone? E collar, it's just the Elizabethan collar. So it just, overextends over their face so they can't turn around and bite you yeah they're not as safe as they don't feel as safe to me as the air muzzles no that's it and um if you're looking for air muzzles there's quite a lot on ebay now but we generally get ours from germany i think um a company in germany might be uh emma would know but um we they are quite expensive aren't they yeah sort of 70 pounds yeah, about 75. I sell them yeah. 75. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, um, but I would probably go for the more expensive one. Then there are some cheaper versions yeah. on eBay, but Emma, Emma yeah. doesn't really, um, doesn't think that it would be any yeah. good. So, you know, so do you wear gauntlets? You know, we have this like fear of cats or no, do you wear sleeves no. on your arms or anything like that? No, nothing. I just go naked and <laughs> wish for the best <laughs> just get out of the way quickly but i have been injured by a cat quite badly and it put me off work for six months wow so that's why i want a regulated course so people can train properly and yeah you're happy to train what happened it was a feral cat and it went to the vet. The lady had been feeding it in her garden for a year and then decided that she wanted to take it in the house, but it smelt and it was matted. So she took it to the vets and it had a slight heart murmur and it was really old. It was about 17, 16, 17. So the vet rang me and said, Sarah, could you groom it? And I said, I'll have a go, but since it's feral, it might be too stressful for it. And it was brilliant. And I, I groomed it clipped it all off, did a lion trim on it, and it just laid there. It was best behaved cat. And then the lady said, oh, I want it washed as well. (laughs) So I said, right, if you want to wait outside, I'll quickly wash it for you. And at this point, I did take its muzzle off, and I lowered it into the bath, and I pressed the button, and the shower came on. (laughs) And it just flew through the air and attached to my thumb, and I couldn't get it off. It went straight through the bone. Luckily, I had someone working with me at the time and she managed to prise it off my thumb. Um, 
And I went straight to the doctors, got antibiotics, and they cleaned it out. And the next day I came into work, and my thumb was about five times the size it should have been, and it, mm. it was black. So I saw the pharmacist, and he said, get up to casualty. So I went up there, and then a week later, I was feeling really poorly, like fluey. Yeah. And I went back to casualty, and they admitted me there and then, and I was on intravenous antibiotics for five days, um, gave me sepsis. Mm. And I had three operations under general anaesthetic to try and clean out my thumb. And it gave me a bone infection that started traveling up my arm. Oh, God. And so, yeah, I was quite poorly. <laughs> but, yeah. And you still grew pants? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit more wary now. I'm, yeah. I think outside the box a bit more. Well, is that did that what was that what taught you about the shower head and taking the shower head off yeah, and using definitely. the using the hose and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, cool. So, how did you? Um, you obviously you want to educate people on how to do this safely and properly, um, not only for your own health but for the cat's health because yeah. that's really important. Um, I think it's a really important add-on to your business if you could do cat grooming. As I said earlier, it's it's obviously there's something there demand-wise. There's customers out there that need it and want it, and it can be very profitable um, for you. So you've decided to obviously iPad have, have taken out this cat grooming course. So you're now a teacher. What what um, what did you need to do to get um, qualified to teach the iPad? Course. You have to have your um, level three sitting guilds diploma um, or equivalent, so OCN mm-hmm. or IPET diploma, um, and a teaching certificate is favourable as well. So I've done my teaching certificate and experience. They, they need to know what experience you've had. Um, you have to prove your experience. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> there's my thumb. Yeah, there's my thumb. Um, references and things as well from customers to show how long you've been grooming cats. Um, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. And they, they do a full audit on you. So they check everything's in place, health and safety. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that must be actually, you think about health and safety, that's probably a whole new um, document, isn't it? You've got your general um, health and safety policy at the shop, but you've probably got health and safety document just for specific cat grooming. Yeah. For those very reasons that you demonstrated with your thumb, I suppose. Yeah. And do they come around and have a look and do like a safety check on your, your salon? So like you yeah, said, like... They do um, two checks a year, so they audit you every six months just to make sure everything's running correctly. Mm. And that so talk, protocol. talk us through the um, cat grooming syllabus. What what courses can you offer now? So you've got, I've written it down because I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> so you've got the um, introduction to cat grooming, which is like the first one. And that's mm-hmm. a five-day course with practical and theory to complete at home. And that teaches you the basics of cat grooming, so how to prepare them, bath them, brush them out um and then you can go on to do the cat grooming intro to styling that's the more involved one so that's more like a a level two stroke three in the dog grooming one um that's a 10-day practical one and then Mm. theory to do at home and then you've got the final one which is the diploma um, which is a 25-day course and that that gives you the um, feline first aid as well um, right quite an intense course um but it's really good really good course 
And do you, if you're really qualified, if you're experienced, you can go on and do the fast track for the diploma right. and the certificate. Oh, okay. So um, I take it as the person that offers these courses, you have to, you have to provide a variety of cats. So do they, yeah. do they this is what help you with your customers' cats, or do you supervise them whilst they do do the cat? Yep, they, so my customers' cats all come in on a Monday, so my training day will be a Monday, um, and there's so many different breeds of cats that come in, so they'll have a good choice of cats to groom, different varieties, different temperaments. Yeah. I've got four of my own that I can take in. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, we can do lion, um, lion cuts on those. What, what, what breeds have you got? I've got a Persian, little white Persian. I've got a Persian cross Bengal. And I've got two savannah cats. Right. Lovely. So claw, claw cutting on the savannas will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, learning how to hold them and uh, those sort yeah. of techniques are really important, aren't they? Yeah. So um, if you've never done cat grooming before, would you recommend the introduction? Or do you think you could probably, if you're an experienced dog groomer, you could go straight in for the level three? I would uh, say if you're an experienced dog groomer, go in for the level three. So straight in for the full course. Yeah. But if you if you just want to do standalone cat grooming, I would start at the beginning and work your way up. Work your way through the through it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um going into um sort of the how you how you do your cat grooming and stuff, what's your sort of average amount of time that you spend grooming a cat? Or um I normally, I normally say to customers, allow two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally the cat's done dusted within an hour or less. Yeah, and just to give an idea to people that don't do cat grooming, what sort of prices do you, if you're happy to discuss that, what yeah, sort fine. of prices? It can vary. Um, <clears throat> for a normal brush through, regular, is £40. Mm-hmm. Um, lion trim is 85 Um and then I do add-ons as well. So I do like, they all have a sanitary trim. And then if they want a chest, like up to the chest shaved, it's extra. Um, if there's three different levels of matting, I charge extra for each level. Yeah, so excellent. A regular 40 pound groom. Yeah, and I'd say that's um, quite important. We um, we, we introduced a, a DMAT charge. So um, we... Now we do it at sixty pounds an hour, so you know, fifteen minutes, fifteen pounds. So we actually have a timer, so we know what how much time we're spending because we're finding that you know some cats come in and you because of their skin and like Emma comes home frazzled some days because it's like it's a bit like being a bomb diffuser. You're sort of picking through the uh, on your forearms as well. You've got quite strong forearms to do a cat. Yeah, you're sort of picking through the mats and trying not to nick the skin. So it's like, well, actually, we're gonna we're gonna have to charge to do this because there's nothing more you can do. You know, you you you're you're doing that line trim or you're picking out those um, those uh, those mats. So it's going to take a lot of time, and then it's pushing the other customers back as well, isn't it? So we do have uh, um, a a DMAT charge now which is based yeah. on 60 pounds an hour and yeah. um you know it's it's a charge for our time but also maybe there's a bit of deterrent for the for the owner to try and sort of say look you could get a standard grooming and charge like 40 pounds for a brush through mm. but then you could get another cat in that's quite matted on the sides and it could take you like half an hour longer yes yeah, it and so some of these cats are pretty big as well yeah <laughs> 
Dreams <laughs> come in huge, some of them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, and so price-wise, we're very similar. Um, our standard groom's around 55. Yeah. Um, we charge an extra 25 for a bath, so we don't – it's like an optional extra. Around 75 for a line – line trim but mm-hmm. um and then face sort of clean and and, and yeah. stuff like that but generally i would say cats probably don't walk out um well get carried out for less than 100 pounds uh minimum really so um you know 100 pounds for an hour maybe um, a bit less if they come in quite often but an hour or so uh, that's where i think you can really sort of um yeah, good definitely. good add-on get, to your business get regular customs coming in it can be really lucrative yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, are you happy to discuss the the prices of your courses? Do you yeah. does iPet set the price, or is that down to you? As the they set, they set a sort of guideline, a guide mm-hmm. of what you can charge. Um, I I look at it like if I was training, what I would want to pay. Okay. So for the introduction to cat grooming, that's nine hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the um, second level, which is the cat grooming intro and styling. That's eighteen hundred, and then the diploma is two thousand six hundred for twenty five days. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of in par with the dog grooming training, really the qualifications, and then the fast tracks. The diploma is thirteen hundred, and the certificate seven hundred. Right. And, you know, the return on investment, so like if you're paying to get that training, could be very quick because there is that demand out there. There is that um, need and that demand and also um, sort of elderly cats. Obviously, vets don't really want to sedate them or put them on as an anesthetic to shave them off. So you will get those referrals for elderly cats. What are your thoughts? You know, is, do you do elderly cats? Obviously, you care for them and you, you check out their health. elderly ones because they, they suffer with matting because of arthritis and things. They can't clean themselves properly. Hmm. They can't reach their back end. And they, they seem to get quite matted on their backs as well. Um, so I see quite a few of them with overgrown claws. That's quite a big one yeah claws in the yeah. yeah definitely um, and as they get older their claws get really thick as well mm. it's hard they, they, they don't shed their claws so, yeah, yes quite a few old ones in and just out of interest so we do a lot of old cats obviously there's a lot of vet referrals there and you can you know do the course and then you can um get the experience under your belt and start looking at you know you're a cat grooming specialist in your area and that can really obviously raise your profile with your advertising and talking to your customers um do you link in with any breeders or anything like that or do you just uh, advertise on websites and facebook and stuff just Facebook, really, and word of mouth. A lot of mine is word of mouth. Mm. Um, Facebook's brilliant. We've got, like, a local Gossip Girl page, and it's always on there. Like, anyone know anyone that grooms a cat? And my name always pings up. <laughs> so it's quite, Facebook is good for that. And pictures speak a thousand words. If you start putting pictures on of cats that you've done, you'll get yeah. lots of people. Rather than just putting some few odd, odd words up, a picture will just stand out. That's it, and and the odd uh, lion clip hater, but there you go. <laughs> you're always going to get that. And um, uh, I can't remember saying now, but uh, also, um, have you thought any thoughts around the kitten package? Now, I've been exploring this with Emma and uh, the a lady that I help at the moment who does just cats. And um, Elizabeth Edmonds obviously put into our group about a puppy package that she's been. Yeah 
developing and working on. I just think there, there might be a, a space there for kids. And yeah, people. I think there is. I was thinking about doing a kitten package, but I haven't actually written one up yet. Mm. But, yeah, I think there's definitely a, a call for that, something else to do. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the... Early on and they'll get used to it. That's right. And obviously that's that's the main aim for the puppy package, isn't it? And to get them to come in regularly. So um, there's a big sort of trend, I suppose, with the Maine Coon sort of breed and breeding of the cats. Again, the cat pri- kitten prices aren't similar to puppy prices at the moment, no. but there is an increase, isn't there? And there's an increase in Maine Coons and, yep. and big sort of long-haired cats. So. Ones, yeah. Sorry? Well, the fluffy, pretty ones. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So there is there is going to be that uh, spike in demand, and I think getting a kitten package out there, um, again, you know, you're you're you obviously you're out there as a cat grooming specialist. So get that kitten package out there, and you could really sort of start picking them up a lot earlier in their sort of life, and hopefully helping them a lot quicker. I, I spoke to a student today who wants to do some volunteer work with me. She's just training. She's doing a level. I think she's doing a diploma in dog grooming. Mm. And she, I said to her, oh, what days would you like to come in? I said, Mondays is my cat-only day. And she said, what do you mean cat-only day? And she said, are you pulling my leg? Do you do cats? And I said, yeah. She said, I've never even heard of it. So I think, like, a lot of people don't realise that there are cat groomers out there. And it's changing the public's perception of grooming cats. Because really, they are like, well, they're not like dogs, but they need to be groomed the same sort of thing on a regular schedule. Rather That's than it. Builder welfare cases. People uh, yeah. know that they are, you know, they do require grooming. That's it. And I think we highlighted tonight what uh, some specific issues that cats get. And, yeah. um, you know, they can't reach certain parts of their body if they get too plump as well, because that's another sort of uh, yeah. you know, common issue with the pets, isn't it? Um, They're the easiest ones to groom, the big, chunky ones. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they can't go so quick. Like, so really? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and, and the claws going into the, into the pads. And I suppose, you know, unless you have your cat on your lap, regularly and you're brushing it then um you're not going to notice this sort of stuff but that, again that's another course isn't it how to brush your cat course for your for your cat owners you know get them in and educate them they'll pay for pay for that and upsell the the brushes and the combs and the mm-hmm. and stuff like that so there's loads yeah there's loads market in it there is quite an expanse you know you can do quite a few things with it yeah, yeah. let's have a look scroll through and have a look at some questions because it's been very busy in the chat i don't think you can see it can can you see the chat no no you can't okay so it's quite a lot um very specialized i would say it is a specialized but obviously now you can start learning the skill can't you and and getting a qualification yeah um they're going to start i think there's four people in the uk that are teaching the ipet qualification so you've got um me i'm in devon um, you've got Heidi Anderton, she's in London. Yeah. Um, who else is there? There is, I can't find them now, I've lost them. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's got a dog cat, I've got a cat dog. The dog that goes out during the day and it's like a dog, but when it's at home, it just behaves like a cat. <laughs> Um, do you have cats where um you get them out of the box or you even look at the box and the box is rocking from side to side and you just go no 
I can't do it. <laughs> do you send many cats home? Do you, do you send many cats home that you just think, I can't do that? This is... I never used to until I got bitten. And then I yeah. thought, do you know what? It teaches you to think, is it really worth it? Yeah. Is it worth risking six months off work or whatever? No, that's it. I don't beat myself up over it now. I used to. I used to think, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And now I just think, right, you've got to draw the line and you've got to think of yourself and the welfare of that cat. And you've got to say, I just can't do it. Sorry. You're going to have to take it to the vets. Or try and do it in stages so you could do a bit, a bit at a time. So what I do with my customers now when they come in, they sign a form and there's a little disclaimer on the bottom that says that if the cat groom can't be completed today, there will be a charge, but it won't be the full charge. So I charge £20. And then yeah. I say to them, you know, bring it back in two weeks' time or a week's time and we'll try again and we'll do a little bit more and do it in stages. Yeah, bit by bit. Whole thing. Yeah. There are some occasions where you've got literally, you've got one one chance to, to yeah. sort the cat and you've just got to hold on and get it done. Obviously, yeah. as a solo agreement, that's a lot harder for you. But yeah. Emma's motto, I suppose, in our salon is, I will try. You know, I'll give it a go, but again, if it's too stressed or it's causing too many issues or yeah. it's too dangerous for, for us, mm-hmm. then it's going to go back into its box yeah. and it's going to be I sort of zone out. When I'm grooming a cat, I just zone out and I, I don't want any interruptions, so I'm just all on my own, nice and quiet, and I'm fully concentrating on the cat. So you, you seem to get it done a lot easier, whereas if you've got to- interruptions all the time, like people in the background with blasters going and things like that, it's absolutely horrendous. <laughs> So um, we've got some, some votes for Sophie Bell's first aid course. Is that cat specific? There, um, There is one. She does, um, what one is it? It's the Feline Health and Wellbeing. That's brilliant. Is that an online course or is it an in-person? Yeah. It's an online course um, and you can download the workbook with it as well which is really good like to flip back through there's lots of she covers a lot of health issues with cats which is really good and mm. um, yeah brilliant course really well written there you go we've got one comment here i've never heard of anyone grooming a cat so you know yeah. <laughs> they are out there yeah. <laughs> um lauren asks and i think lauren wants to add this service to her business um do you find cats coming with fleas more often than dogs or is that a myth I can honestly say I don't see any fleas on cats. Hmm. Not not okay. here anyway. <laughs> I think a lot of the a lot of the cats that I groom are indoor cats. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you live somewhere where they're out out and about, you probably get quite a few more fleas. But where I am, the, the, a lot of them are indoor cats, so I don't see very many fleas. But again, yeah, really. if you do get one of the fleas, you can't use the flea shampoos that you would use on a dog because of the. Yes, be really careful with um, flea products for cats because some um, flea products can will actually kill a cat, won't they? They are toxic for cats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we definitely see um, cats with fleas, and you see them uh, leaping about. Um, so fortunately, as I said, Emma's an SQP, so a suitably qualified person, and that was an add-on to her veterinary nursing. Um, qualification so we are able to sell the the frontline products so we can upsell but we we still carry on we still carry on groom them um and then we obviously have to spray the whole room with indirects and uh that's something else that we we stock in the shop as well to for them to to take home and again it's educating the client around the life cycle of a flea um 
but yeah, we do we do actually see a few cats with hooching with fleas. Some of them, I uh, get quite a few cats in where the customers have tried to do it themselves and cut a massive hole in them, and they they just come in with big holes, and they're like, oh, as in fur, them. as in their fur or their no, in their skin. Wow. I had one during lockdown and she said, oh, I've tried to do it myself. So I said, look, I'll do it because it is a welfare case. And I went and picked it up. And if you could have seen its leg, and it was like two weeks after that she'd done it and the, the scar on its leg, and it was just a weeping mess. Big. It was like probably about that sort of size. Yeah, that's quite right. Just a big, big sore. The, um, you know, cats are very good healers, aren't they, obviously, but... That's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, Helen is interested to know what the modules are for the qualification on the fast track. Do you have that? Fast track is, I haven't got it written down, <laughs> but I can put it all on afterwards so you can have a look. Um, but it yeah. covers it covers everything, first aid. Um, there is a You have to come in for a day to do your first aid training. That's the feline emergency first aid. Um, and you'll cover health, health and safety. Um, I think what else? Clipping, handling techniques. Yeah, it's quite a lot. It covers yeah. everything. And obviously, um, is the syllabus all on the IPET network uh, websites as well? I know it's, it's on your website as well, isn't yeah. it? So we'll put that on there afterwards. Uh, Lauren's asked if you use a handheld hairdryer or, or a blaster. Um, obviously, Stand you. Dryer. Stand blast, yeah, and we've blaster and then a stand dryer, yeah, and we've also got uh, just your normal hair dryer as well for some of them. I don't use a hair dryer; just use a stand dryer. <laughs> it's easier, free. You need all the hands you can get when you work on your own. <laughs> yes, that is very true. We're very lucky because we have uh, extra people with us. Um, Susie has customers that don't or won't pay for a bath, uh, and she's using leave-in shampoo. Is that? recommended do you use a leave-in shampoo i suppose you bath all of yours sorry i couldn't hear you then um susie uh, has customers that won't or don't pay for a bath um so she gives them the option to have a bath but oh, uses cool. a, a leaving a leave-in shampoo with them but i suppose you bath all of yours so you don't really yeah no I don't, I don't use the um dry shampoos because i'm always worried they might lick them out mm. yeah that's true it's, it sits on their coat so all I use, if they if they don't want a bath, what I would use is cornflour. Okay. Um, the elderly, the cornflour is amazing. You just, I've got it in a, you get like the ba- the travel baby talc bottles, mm-hmm. you know the ones I mean, and I just fill those with cornflour. Right. So put it all over the cap, rub it in, brush it through, comb it through, and the, the mats just glide out. Oh, okay. Does it turn the cat grey? <laughs> Pardon? Does it turn the cat grey or anything like that? Or No, because I, I dry them as well afterwards, so it blows it all out. <laughs> but there's so, lots of different tricks you can use to like help with the matting and things. So you put you, you sprinkle the cat, cover the cat in cornflour, then just brush it through, and it helps to loosen yeah, up all the hair. Yeah, obviously it in there. And someone said to me, I said to someone, put a little bit of cornflour on its tail and just brush it through, because she was really struggling. She said, do I put water with it? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> excellent that'd be quite interesting <laughs> we um so emma had um and she might have to correct me but i think it was a cat that had um, gone under a car and it was covered in car oil yeah and uh, they brought it in and um 
Emma said to them, right, when you come in with your cat, bring in a tub of margarine with you. And they uh, literally covered, smothered the cat in margarine. So you use an oil to fight an oil, if that makes yeah. sense, and then get yeah. rid of all the... So we did a little blog about that. So we bathed, we bathed the cat in butter. <laughs> <laughs> And just go, I'm just going through all of the uh, the questions here just to make sure we've covered everything for everyone. Where are you based, Sarah? You're Devon. Whereabouts in Devon are you? I'm in South Brent, which is between Plymouth and Exeter. So um, obviously people have to travel to, to use your courses, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it online. <laughs> There's your cat. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> Natalie's saying then you're a cat groomer I am that you know there there is such a demand for cat grooming yeah it's a massive uh, demand uh, how many cats do you groom per day um I try and try not to do too many so I'll probably do about five or six a day yeah that's quite a lot really isn't it actually is it <laughs> yeah I think it would be, I suppose, yeah, it could be, couldn't it? You know, because they are, they do, like you said, they come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? You get some yeah. real big, you know, some of them are bigger than small dogs. Yeah. <laughs> get some real heavy ones as well. Yeah. Uh, if you can't groom them, do you send them home and charge them? I think we covered that one. Yeah. Um, there's courses in Kent. How do you get the customers to pay the prices? Well, it's no different than dog grooming, isn't it? This is this is our price. This is um, what you get this for our price. Wide, and that's it. Yeah, and, and people that um, people, unfortunately, people that need their cats grooming to start with probably get to that point where they they realise that the cat's having some issues and needs to be groomed. So at that point, it's kind of really essential that the cat is groomed. And then I suppose it comes down to that education, doesn't it? And saying if you do this more often he's not going to cost you as much yeah. and obviously the cat's going to be healthier isn't it yeah but also it's what we're saying it is a specialist skill it's not um the same as dog grooming and it's not it's a very specialist skill that um needs a very steady hand and um you know training to do it so again that's another reason why you can justify um charging more in some cases than doing a dog yeah um, just the equipment alone for cats is so much more expensive i mean the comb i've got was about i think a tiny little comb and it was 60 pounds so <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go and those you know the cat ball customers don't see that side of it no cat ball 75 pounds yeah. you know so you know it's a, it's a specialist skill requires education dedication um practice training and experience plus all like separate equipment separate separate possibly even a separate bath or we used to use a, a baby bath and put it in the in the main bath for them but you know there's all this to add on to your onto your prices isn't there and I find and also the, the tables if you've got a slippery top table it's a lot easier to groom a cat on a slidey surface is that because they want to to stop themselves yeah because if you've got a rubber mat on your grooming table they'll dig into it and they can like pull themselves around. And Whereas if you've got a slippery surface, like the new glass top tables, I've got one of the um, glass light up ones right. and it's amazing. It's really good. Or a stainless steel. I've got a splash back that I bought and I've attached it to one of my tables so they can't, they can't get traction on it. So <laughs> it's easier. And you can just like maneuver them around really easily. 
So look, these are some top, some top tips coming out here. Cornflour. Yep. Shiny tables. Yep. Towels. Cat yep. balls. There's loads of there's loads of stuff with cat grooming. It's a whole different world and it's a whole new add-on to your business. So yeah. and even, uh, even with bathing, it's hard, it's quite scary when you first bath a cat because they do try and jump out and you can't restrain them, you can't put a noose around their neck. But you can buy like the wire um cat boxes, like the cat cages. Yeah. And you could bath, All right. and you could bath it through that. So yeah. keep them secure. So until you learn to handle them properly, you could bath them that way. Another top tip there. I never thought of that. Excellent. Well, Sarah, what we're going to do is um, we'll, we'll wrap it up. It's quarter to nine, you know. Um, it's taken us some time with the technical deep difficulties yeah. that we've had, but we've got there at last. Um, I'll pop all of your details in the in the chat and um, we'll grab all your website details and your email address. If people want to... Um, email you or just let us know what your website address is and your email address and stuff. Okay. Do you want me to do that now? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my website address is um, goldiesacademy.co.uk um, and you can email me via my website. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, you don't know your email oh, address. Facebook page as well, which is really good. There's two Facebook pages, which are brilliant. And on. um, one is... What is it? <laughs> I can't think what it is. <laughs> Cat Grooming Support UK. Ah, is that a group or a page or? Yeah, that's a group. So it's Cat Grooming Support UK. And oh, there's good. another one which is Cat Grooming UK. And, uh, so I run the support one and Heidi Anderton runs the other one. Cool. So go and check there's them out. And, uh, on there. Brilliant tips on that. Yeah, go and check them out. And, um, you know, if you're interested in cat grooming, definitely get in touch with uh, an iPet training provider because obviously uh, you can tell people all the pitfalls, but all the positives as well, can't you? My cat's tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And you hang out in our group as well, don't you? So any, uh, any questions, they can just tag you, tag you in those questions, and I'll tag you in, in the questions as well if we get any specific yeah. cat ones. Lovely. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for your time. You. And uh, have a good evening. And you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.